Is a record player the best way to listen to music? Of course not. So why are you still taking vitamins in pill form that haven't been upgraded since the 1930s? Even if you don't have trouble swallowing, most vitamins in pill form can't be absorbed very well. It's time to upgrade to the pill-free future of vitamins. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created a patent-pending ingestible gel that is clinically proven to have 265% the absorption rate of tablets. These physician-formulated supplements come in a small gel pack. You tear off the top and shoot it down. You can also mix it in water. They taste great, they're convenient on the go, and they're more natural, too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code UPGRADE for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com. H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L dot com. Good evening to you all and welcome to the latest edition of the 8 o'clock spot live here on the Grid Network's YouTube and Twitter uh, channel and page. I am your host slash moderator, Bryson Carver. Very excited to be with you once again. We got three outstanding panelists, including to start, if he can hear us, because the the audio output has given us issues to start. But uh, the defending champion, Barry Grant Jr., is back. And uh, Barry, if you can hear me, uh, what's going on, my man? Now his audio isn't working. Now, now, now his... Let's see, is his mic muted? I, I, I can't hear you, Bear. I, I hate to tell you, my man. May, to, may have to either unmute his mic or we still cannot hear Barry Grant Jr. So we'll hopefully get that resolved uh, by the time. I may have to dock you 50 points for that, buddy, because we still can't hear you. Uh, to Alfred Parsard Jr., who has been a champion in the past, has actually beaten Barry himself uh, in the final round. Alfred, uh, not a great showing for your New York Jets, sir. How you doing? I'm all right. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to this network, the Grid Network. Happy one year anniversary is evidenced by uh, my Grid hat. You can uh, get grid, grid gear, including this nice Grid hat, at the Grid website for the price that's listed on the website. And uh, I don't know what, what that thing on Barry's head was, but it uh, looked like he might have ran over something and kept it. Yeah, it's, 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 that's a pretty good that's a pretty good analogy. You're probably right. Uh, to our newest uh, addition to the 8 o'clock spot, one-third of the Cowboys Cam Fan Podcast here on the Grid Network, it is AJ. What's going on, my man? Welcome to the 8 o'clock spot, sir. I'm sure you're very excited about your Dallas Cowboys. How you doing? Absolutely, and thanks for having me on, and happy anniversary, everyone, on the, the Grid Network. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I do appreciate... Uh, being allowed on the the cast not that i wasn't invited before but uh just you know for my first time so probably make some rookie mistakes but you know this is exciting yes sir yes sir let's see we got we got a couple of comments here uh our guy devin a previous champion of the show he says yo what it is and says uh happy anniversary to the grid family dare to be different and that is a great time to remind everybody that this is the one-year anniversary of the grid network it is grid appreciation week all week long on all of our social media platforms too uh very very exciting so you know definitely going to celebrate on this show and throughout the week uh and we're very excited to be here is, is it can can barry can we hear you now barry are you there i think you can 
We can hear you now. Thank God. Okay, we're, we're, we're good. So um, should I dock you 50 points for that, or, or is that something that I should consider or, or what? I'm going to leave that up to the moderator, all right? The wrench is here. If you want to go ahead and dock the champ 50 points, that's your business. That's your business. Yeah. Well, Clint Alexander says minus 800, so I, I guess he's that, – that, that is – yeah, no, if we do that, we can actually maybe get people back in this game, but I'll make my decision once we're done with this first take. So, uh, first-round rules, just to give everybody the rules, everybody gets two minutes to speak in, every, in all three rounds. So, uh, first round, a great take nets you 200 points, a good take 100 points, an okay take nets you 50, and a bad take, you get nothing. You get zero points. So, let's move on to the first thing that we led last week, uh, last week's edition of the 8 o'clock spot with the Dallas Cowboys, another dominant win uh, over a New York team. This time, the New York Jets, a 30-10 to victory led by the defense of Micah Parsons and offensively Dak Prescott show, having his best showing uh, thus far in the young season. Over 250 yards, couple touchdown passes, and a passer rating over 100. So great showing overall for Dallas. So I'll start with you, uh, Barry. You're a Cowboys fan in here. Uh, are the Dallas Cowboys the favorites to win the NFC thus far through week two? Well, I mean, you can definitely put them at the top of the board, but I mean, to, to say that they're the favorites after two weeks, uh, even me as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I can't go there. They are, they are one of the best teams in the NFC, if not in the NFL. But, you know, this is football. Anything can happen. But what we've seen from the Dallas Cowboys is balance. We've seen good rushing attack. We've seen a solid defense. We've seen very good coaching. Mike McCarthy hasn't made any hiccups to me in regards to the first two weeks of the season. Uh, Dak Prescott has looked pretty solid in the first two weeks of the season. So they look like the most balanced team outside of San Francisco. And, um, you know, they have a really good chance of, of getting there, but it's a long season, man. But what they're doing right now is showing that they're literally one of the most nastiest defenses in the NFL and one of the most balanced teams. So that's as far as I'll go. Okay, that's fair. And listen, again, they are playing two teams, quarterbacked by Daniel Jones, and even worse cases, you would know, Alfred, we're about to, we're about to get to you, Zach Wilson, uh, who I'm not even quite sure is an NFL quarterback at this particular point in time. So to you, Alfred, uh, are you impressed with the Cowboys, or more importantly, are they the favorites through three week, through two weeks uh, in, the, in the NFC uh, to get to the Super Bowl? Well, am I impressed uh, somewhat? Uh, because again, week one, they, they, they trounced the Giants 40-0 at a 30-10 win over the Jets. But as you said, they beat two teams quarterbacked by Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is one of the worst quarterbacks that I would say in my lifetime of watching football. And I've been watching football consistently since 1998. So, I mean, how impressed can you be with, uh, with a win over a quarterback who shouldn't even be a CFL-level quarterback, let alone uh, in the NFL? Um, as far as front runner for the NFC, um, it's too early to tell because the Eagles are playing great football, um, despite the fact that they 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 just beat a, a miserable Vikings team who may not even have Kirk Cousins past the trade deadline. Um, you have the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons, even though I don't think their records will hold up throughout the course of the season. They're both undefeated. Um, and then uh, the, the aforementioned 49ers, who I think right now are the scariest team in the NFC. So. I'm not going to rush to judgment and say, oh, the, the Cowboys are the favorite two weeks in when they beat two uh, less than mediocre teams offensively. So um, I do think that they'll win that division, but I'm not sold on the fact that they're the front runner just yet until they play one of the other aforementioned teams like a 49ers team or or, or like a, or like that Eagles team. If they can, if, when, when they play the Eagles, that's that's going to tell us everything we need to know. 
Interesting that you say Philadelphia because as far as I'm concerned, Dallas is 2-0 and through two weeks of the season. I was talking and carving it up yesterday about how I think they, they should win the next two games against Arizona quarterback by my man Joshua Dobbs and next week and the week after against uh, New England Patriots uh, quarterback by a guy who's not my man, Mac Jones. Uh, that test in San Francisco, though, is going to be very fascinating uh, in, in the sense that that's a team they've lost in the playoffs two years in a row. That's an excellent defense, excellent coach. So that's obviously going to be a test for Dallas. So uh, Before... before... You, you move on to AJ. I just want to say um, the Cowboys are very fortunate because their their early schedule is very easy. They're playing a bunch of bad teams early on. So, you know, if, if, if they have a, uh, a great record through the first six or seven, you know, that, again, they nobody picks their own schedule. But the schedule is definitely a factor of why they've looked so good so far. It is, and listen, at the end of the day, you can only play who's on your schedule, and to Dallas's credit, they've obviously taken advantage of that. To you now, AJ, of the Cowboys Camp Fan Podcast, do you believe the Dallas Cowboys are the favorites in the NFC? Uh, look, I, um, I'm a very much a homer, so off the, I would say 100% they're, they're the best NFC beast team, okay? We're going to say the top in the, in the NFC I mean, I want to say yes, but for the sake of this this show's uh, conversation here, I, I really want to hold that opinion until after we play the 49ers. Uh, I do agree that, like, these were easier wins, but a 40 to nothing blowout in in uh, at MetLife, sure, the, the Giants are definitely nothing to really, not a victory to celebrate, but they still came back and had a great uh, comeback victory last week. So, you know, up until they they did that it was looking wow these giants are a really piss poor team that being said um i mean that the defense is firing on all cylinders just a really scary defense disruptive mike mccarthy calling plays with dak i really like the shift that this offense has done uh so i'm, I'm feeling very positive i have to hold out to week five but for the sake of conversation yeah yeah they're the top of the nfc and they're playing great football, as you mentioned, like you said. And I talked about this again yesterday on my show that, you know, Mike McCarthy calling the plays and, 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 and calling the shots now with Dak. You know, he's putting in Dak in position that, you know, all offense, great offensive coaches do with their quarterbacks. And that, as listen, football is obviously a very difficult sport, particularly in the NFL. But making th making things easier on your quarterback. I mean, a even Andy Reid with Mahomes, he'll give him a couple of layup throws just to build his confidence, build the confidence to wide receivers. Uh, certainly, it seems like Mike McCarthy is doing the same with Dak, as well as the fact uh, that they are establishing the running game in Dallas. So let's go and go through our point totals thus far a good take by Barry Grant Jr. but I'm it's only 50 because you get Doc 50 for the whole audio problem uh you know it's, it's just it, it can't it can't happen on the show that's that's two weeks straight now by the way that you've either had a near tardy or in this case uh you know some audio problems you can't hear us we can't hear you it's just, just you, you got to be ready to come to work when you're asked to come to work Barrington okay that, that can't happen I right? hear you I hear you that, that can't happen. To uh, to Alfred, uh, good take, Alfred. I, I have to say, or actually, sorry, great take, rather, because you were talking about, obviously, level of competition. Uh, but, you, you know, you're not, you, you gave them the props. You think they're the best team in the NFC East, which is saying something, given that, obviously, the defending NFC champions do play in that division. So, great take by Alfred. And to our uh, resident Cowboys camp fan guy, uh, Alex, I'm going to give you 200 points uh, there, Alex. Good take. Again, like you said, you're, you're, you're kind of the mindset that I think I am. A lot of people are like, let's see till week five against San Francisco. But, again, like you said, the sake of conversation. Again, part of the reason I gave Barry a good take, too, is it wasn't that decisive. Again, 
We like decisiveness. We like assertiveness here on the eight o'clock spot. Two. I can't give you decisiveness in week two. What are we talking about I, here? But this notice week fifteen. It's week two. Notice the question was through week two. Who is the favorite? Okay, I was I very intentional. I, I'm trying to be level here. All right, <laughs> that's all I'm trying to be. We have a Dallas Cowboys homer on one side. I'm trying to be the level guy, but if you want to give me a hundred, that's fine. That's fine. Well, technically fifty because of the because exactly. of the situation beforehand. It's it's it is what it is. But listen, the defending champion is is in the is in the rearview mirror of uh, of Alfred and Alex. So we'll see what happens throughout the second round rules. Let's look at uh, look over them real quick. Great take nets you four hundred. Good take two hundred. Okay take gives you a hundred points and a bad take again zero. Let's move on to uh, what was one of the more if not the most anticipated divisional matchup of week two featuring the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati with a very very rough uh, outing, especially offensively uh, against. Baltimore. Joe Burrow had another rough game. Came on a little bit in the second half, uh, but the Bengals now, back-to-back years, they start 0-2. The bad news is, which is different from last year, Joe Burrow apparently re-aggravated his calf injury that he suffered uh, in training camp, so definitely not the greatest of times for the Cincinnati Bengals, and given how stacked the AFC is, I'll start with you, Alfred, as our resident AFC guy uh, in in this show. Do you think it is more likely that the Cincinnati Bengals make the playoffs or miss the playoffs? Through two weeks, even though it's 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 er, it's very early and anything could happen. Again, you said they started zero and two last year, uh, and we all know that they went very far in the season last year. But the way it's looking, I think they're going to miss the playoffs, and I'm going to tell you why. Number one, as you mentioned, Joe Burrow re-aggravated that calf injury. We got to remember, Joe, Joe Burrow had no practice time and no preseason reps at all this season because of that calf injury. That's number one. Number two, the offense has struggled. Yes, uh, for those of you who play fantasy football, Joe Burrow gave you a great day because he and T. Higgins had two fourth-quarter touchdowns. But at the same time, uh, before before that fourth quarter, uh, that offense looked flat. The offense also laid an egg and, and, and was a dud in week one against Cleveland. Um, you would think for guys who have played together uh, with Chase and Mixon and, and Higgins and, and Burrow, you would think for guys who have played together for years, the way they've looked through two weeks, you would have thought that this was a, a, a team that was just assembled this offseason. They have no – it looks like they have no chemistry, no rapport. And if Joe Burrow – because as of right now, the rumor is, according to Yahoo, what I read uh, before we got on the air, he may miss week three. If he misses week three and they start 0-3 and he misses multiple weeks because that's what they're saying, how bad he aggravated that calf, um, especially playing in that AFC North, um, I, it's going to be it's going to be bad news for Cincinnati, considering that the other two great teams in the AFC, the Chiefs and the Bills, both bounced back uh, in week two after after some shocking and devastating week one losses. I think Cincinnati's in trouble, uh, especially if uh, if Burrow misses because their second string QB. I can't even remember his name. That's how much of a nobody he is. Uh, I, I I don't think in that division with Cleveland um and with your Pittsburgh Steelers that they're going to be able to hold up it's going to be tough, and again, the Bengals fans are hoping we never have to say the name of the, of the backup quarterback, and that's never even a conversation to begin with, but again, with that re-aggravated calf injury that, again, he did suffer in training camp, and there's the discussion, hey, they bring him back too early. That's been a topic of conversation. Uh, that could be a real problem for them moving forward. To you, uh, AJ, do you think it's more likely Cincinnati makes the playoffs or misses it entirely? Well, it really does come down to this Burroughs nagging injury, and I'm going to have to say... I think this 
this injury is going to keep haunting him for the rest of the season. I think that's going to affect him either just uh, day to day and affect his play if they keep playing him, or they'll have to sit him for a prolonged period of time to just give that injury rest. Um, either way, you're, I think you're going to we're going to see some losses from the Bengals because of that. Um, one good bright note though is that when you're comparing the growth of Joe. Burrow's passing game and just yards alone from week one to week two, he did increase by 270%. So if that trajectory keeps on, I mean, the man is going to have a career, uh, an NFL career season. Uh, but no, I, I think it's scary. And, and I don't think you can sleep on that division. Um, you can't start a season off 0-2 and expect to make the playoffs, let alone to two of your divisional rivals. So it's, it's going to be very tough. You know, as the old saying goes, if you come into the season injured, you're going to probably exit the season injured with that same uh, particular nagging thing. So, yeah, like you said, with, with Burrow's calf, that could be a real problem. And again, by the way, you know, next week they play the Rams on Monday Night Football. That might be a, you know, a laugher to a certain extent, but, you know, you look at the Rams, how they're playing, even without Cooper Cup, uh, they're getting some of these younger receivers involved. Sean McVay's still a great coach. Nice backdoor cover on the last play of the game against the, the San Francisco 49ers. Cost a lot of Niners fans some money. So, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you, Sean McVay, if, if, if that was your intention. Uh, to bear Great Jr. Now, uh, you're a big Joe Burrow guy. Do you think it's more likely they make the playoffs or miss the playoffs given the 0-2 start and the severity of his calf injury? Well, here's the thing. I mean, listen, we, we have to give the guy credit in regards to what he's been in his career. He's been a guy that has been doubted since he's been here in regards to not his play, but how he can be able to lead this team to where they've been. Nobody ever picked the, 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 the Bengals to, to get to the Super Bowl. They got to the Super Bowl with a terrible offensive line. Nobody said that they would make the year 0-2. They got to the playoffs at 0-2. They're 0-2 right now. Yes, he has a calf injury, but this is what the other two panelists did not mention in those two weeks. They played two teams with great defenses in that NFC, in that AFC North. Just because they're 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 a uh, uh, you know Joe Burrow's a little injured doesn't mean that those teams didn't play great football in week one and week two to kind of stifle that offense and keep them under wraps. Now, yes, Joe Burrow did come up injured, but they can be able to, you know, not let him practice as much. There's no need for him to take first-team reps right now. They can rest him during the week. He can be able to get as much treatment and play as much as possible. And I think that if Joe Burrow is on the field, he gives them the best chance to make the playoffs and win games. And so if you're going to give me, if you want me to have a decisive answer, I'm going Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow and the Bengals made the playoffs. Okay. Okay. That's fair. And, and again, that's, that's, that's a great point. You mentioned about the fact that, you know, you could kind of rest him throughout the week, you know, and, and the thing is too, again, offense is a, is a timing thing. That's what you saw a lot of clunkers from a lot of offenses in week one, just the timing wasn't there. A lot of guys didn't play in the preseason. So that, that tends to be, you know, a problem, or at least it has been the last few years. And so, you know, when you look at the fact that Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati offense, you know, Alfred did bring this up. They did kind of get going in the fourth quarter. Uh, maybe that's something they could use that momentum going into next week. Again, that is a whole matchup uh, against the Los Angeles Rams and what happens to be a Super Bowl. Uh, rematch. So we will uh, get to our point total in just a second, but let's go to the comments. Uh, yeah, the, the Alfred Pars. I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, Devin, uh, our, our resident Ravens fans in the comments, uh, very excited about his Baltimore Ravens. Hashtag uh, Ravens flock. They, they, they look good, although the there's some rumors regarding Odell Beckham Jr. and and, and Kim Kardashian that could derail the season uh, before it even gets a chance to get started. So we got we got to we got to wait and see what happens. So uh, Clint Alexander's in the comments. He says uh, plus 400 for Alfred. Great points made. So you got you got a, a fan. Of the 
comments here, Alfred. So let, let, you know, we'll see if, if if that nets you the 400 there. Uh, Clint Alexander says zero for Barry. You don't make the playoffs on past success. What the current team provides dictates what happens for the current year. Fair you enough, Clint. You don't bet against Joe Burrow. So I don't know who Clint is, but you need to go sit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of actually uh, kind of on Barry's side of this one. Let's look at the comment, or I'm sorry, let's look at the uh, the point totals here. Uh, Alfred Parso Jr., buddy, that was a great take. I'm not going to lie to you. Listen, again, we talk about decisiveness. You're, you're talking about the fact that if Joe Burrow, if this is something that could keep him out for a long time, this could be an issue for them moving forward. And so they lose this game against the Rams. Like you said, they start 0-3. I, I'm kind of with you in the sense that it's a wrap for Cincinnati, just as, as, as low as the AFC is. And that calf, uh, if he, assuming he plays next Monday night, isn't exactly getting healthier. Uh, to you, Alex, Good take. The only thing with you, Alex, you gave me a solid take. I didn't get an answer. That's the only thing. I didn't get an answer. Will they make the playoffs? Won't they make the playoffs? It's just kind of it's it's up in the air. But a solid take uh, by you uh, and a bear. I thought that was a great take. Listen, you're you're a big Joe Burrow guy. You're you're going all in on him. Uh, you, you brought some facts to the table as well. And uh, listen again, you you don't bet against the guy who's who's done what he's done over the you know the first three Absolutely years of not. his. Of his career, no question about it. Uh, so look at there, we're going into round three, and uh, Alfred Parsley Jr. has got a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice lead, but it is tight. You're you're exactly right, Barry. So listen, this this could be something that comes down the wire. Let's go down to our our final round before obviously the the final final round involving the, the final the top two point getters. Uh, the third round rules: a great take nets you 800 points, a good take 400, okay take nets you 200, and a bad take again keeping that at a big fat goose egg. Let's go to a game in Arizona that was a wild one. So the New York Giants trail 20 zip to the Arizona Cardinals at halftime to my man Joshua Dobbs who by the way is playing very well Do you, who needs Caleb Williams when you have Joshua Dobbs am I right but listen the, the New York Giants uh, in the second half scored four straight touchdowns and then kicked a game winning field goal with about 30 seconds left in the football game uh, a lot of folks are talking about hey the Giants who've gotten shut out in the first six quarters of their season all of a sudden Daniel Jones comes alive and the offense looks really good and the defense of course plays well uh, and then others looking at it as if well, yeah, you're playing the Arizona Cardinals. I'd certainly hope you could get a win against potentially the worst team in football, although they haven't showed that thus far, but we'll see. I'll start with you, AJ. Uh, were you impressed by the Giants' 20-point comeback against Arizona? Absolutely, and I'll give you my answer right off the top, okay? <laughs> um, trailing, trailing by three scores in the second half since 2014, the chances of winning is 1.9%. I'm a big analytics dude, so that right there... I don't know how you can say this isn't impressive. Add on to Jones becoming one of the first quarterbacks uh, or, or became, sorry, the first quarterback to throw for 250 yards, 50, uh, rush for 50, and have multiple touchdowns and a rushing touchdown and not commit a turnover in the second half of the game. So is that enough? I mean, they certainly gave Giants fans a nice glimmer of hope for the rest of the season with that. Up until that point, as I mentioned earlier, I would have been like, what's going on? Holding my head in my hands. Uh, but I think you got to build off of that. you got to just look at that last second half out of the last six halves they've played. And it's something that you can use to uh, turn the team around, build momentum off of. So I am definitely impressed and uh, it's going to make things interesting. For sure, and it's it's also credit too to Brian Dable and, and this and, you know the character of this Giants team. Like a lot of teams, you know they're trailing Arizona. It's on the road. You just got humiliated on national television the week prior. A lot of teams come in the second half and maybe they're just not necessarily throwing the talent. They're not going to quit, obviously, uh, but they're not in the the the, the right frame of mindset to really come back and, and, and go win the football game. But the, the fact the Giants again they got a big play down the field to kind of kick off the comeback to my man Jalen Hyatt, uh, and it really propelled them from there. Of course, they did lose Saquon Barkley, but it doesn't look like the injury is quite as severe as we initially thought, which is of course 
course, great news. To you, Barry Grant Jr., were you impressed with the New York Giants' 20-point comeback? Uh, I would definitely say yes. You know, a lot of people before the season uh, kind of wrote Arizona off in regards to them being a terrible team, 0-17, they're not going to win a game. They'll win. Like, here's the thing that I've noticed through two weeks. They play very hard, and they play very inspired football. So them being up as much as they were on the Giants, it doesn't feel as bad now because they've shown and they've proven that, they are, they're, that they're a tough team. So it is a quality win by the Giants to be able to come back and win that game for, for a team that, that plays very hard like the, like the Arizona Cardinals. If this was just a, a, a terrible team and they were up this big and the Giants win the game, it's, it doesn't feel as good this week to, to, you know, to be able to talk about it. But the fact that I particularly think that although they may not win a lot of games, Arizona is not an easy out. They really are not. So, you know, shouts to the Giants for winning that game, but I really am more impressed with the Arizona Cardinals in regards to how much fight and how much grit they have with given all the, the, the issues and turmoil that they've been having over the past few seasons. You know what I call that Barry tanking in style. That's what right. I, this is what it looks like from the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens through the next 15 weeks of their season. Uh, Alfred, again, you're, you're like Barry. You're a New York guy, uh, but a Jets fan, uh, albeit. Uh, were you impressed by uh, by the the in-town team's uh, comeback on the road against the Arizona Cardinals? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I was impressed, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, number one, as you mentioned, um, they came off that, uh, that 40-burger loss um, at home on national television to the Cowboys the week prior that the whole world saw. So it's not like they even lost a close game in week one that they had momentum to take in the game uh, in the week two. They literally had no momentum going into this game. Then at halftime, they're down by 20. Anytime you're down by three scores at any point in the game, it doesn't matter if it's the first quarter, fourth quarter, that's demoralizing. So the fact that they had the wherewithal to say, all right, we're not giving up, that in and of itself is inspirational, even if they would have lost a, a, a close game um, uh, to the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals, they're, they're going to be a, a stinker this year. But again, anytime uh, a team has you by three scores and your back's against the wall and you're in a similar situation to the week prior and you were able to change destiny mid-game, that's amazing. And to add to the fact, Saquon Barkley didn't finish the game either. A Saquon Barkley, without a doubt, is the best player that offense has. No offense to Darren Waller or Daniel Jones, who just got paid, no matter whether you agree, agree with him getting the bag or not. But I mean, to finish to finish the game and win without your your star running back and one of the the more explosive running backs in in, in the NFL itself, in and of itself, that that's that that's very impressive. You can say what you want about the the the, the quality of the opponent um, not having their star quarterback this uh, this season, but no, anytime you come back from three scores, that's that's impressive. It is, and is, and listen. Arizona is an NFL team. Again, sort of referencing what Barry said earlier. Like you know, some people saying zero and seventeen. I, I, I gave them enough respect to give them one win on the season. But hey, listen, they may sneak out a couple. Uh, you know, when it's all said and done, man, we got a lot of comments here uh, regarding what's what's going on. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Sincere Brown says Danny Dimes, so I assume he's a he's a big Daniel Jones fan. Uh, Shaheem Taylor uh, says quality win. What? Well, I mean, listen, a win, any win is a quality win. You you take what you can get. Uh, Clint Alexander says yeah, cap. So uh, man, not a lot of pro Giants comments. Looks like just about everybody here uh, disagrees with uh, disagrees with all three of our panelists. Uh, yeah, Sincere Brown says uh, that halftime chat must have been interesting. Uh, uh, Shaheem Taylor says there was nothing impressive about the Giants win. Stop it. Uh, okay. 
Well, let's listen to your, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but I, I think it's hilarious. This is probably the first time that the, it seems like the entire comment section is completely against all the panelists, which uh, I'm going to take out for my guys now, okay? Get 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 off my guys' backs, okay? They, they, they make some solid points. They make some solid points. I'll start with you, Alex. Uh, great take there. Great take. Again, uh, you bounced back in the sense it was very decisive. Uh, you were talking about how you know, listen, uh, making a comeback of this of this magnitude is is darn near impossible. You mentioned since 2014, like 1.9%, something crazy. Uh, so the fact the Giants were able to pull it off and Daniel Jones played as well as he did, as you mentioned, uh, great take uh, on your part. Uh, to Barry, great take as well. Uh, for you, my man, it was, it was, you know, you're talking about how, listen, we need to probably give Arizona a little bit more respect uh, than we have been giving them. Uh, but listen, Giants came through, they, they, they rallied at halftime and they got the W. So uh, great take on your part. Uh, and that is now uh, three straight great takes for Alfred, uh, who's going to be moving on to the final round uh, to take on uh, Barry Grant Jr. We'll get to you and Alex in just a moment. I hate to tell you, man, you're, you're not moving on. But uh, great take by by Alfred uh, once again. Uh, again, like the, to, to make this comeback, like you mentioned, is is, is very impressive. And, and listen, it's very difficult. So uh, listen, as far as, uh, as as far as our guy Alex, my man, it's, it's just a, it's not a great... <laughs> Not, not, not a great finish for you, buddy. Uh, it was obviously very exciting to have you on, though. But how, how you, how you feeling? Hey, I feel good. I feel like uh, I just slipped up there on my second answer. Uh, but you know, now I know what you're looking for, Bryson. This is what this game is about: is figure out what you want to hear. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boost my ego a little bit, uh, AJ. That's that's listen. It's a feel out process, right? Like it's a preseason game. It's a preseason exactly. game. And then once you listen, I, as far as I know, and I'll check the leaderboard once it's all said and done. Uh, let me look at the leaderboard now. I think I, you might have. I am impressed with AJ's first appearance. I'm not gonna lie to you. Very impressive performance. And 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 tell, I'm sure our guy Adam is watching. Your guy Adam, especially from the camp fan. Uh, uh, you are ahead of him on the leaderboard, okay? So you, you had a better performance thus far. Both of you with one appearance. You're ahead of Adam. Uh, we're going to have to get Anthon at some point to complete the Canfan trifecta. Right. We may have to do an 8 o'clock spot with just the Canfan guys at some point. That would be guys, right? that would be fun. That would be fun. No question about it. So, uh, Alex, great performance. We'll talk to you at the very end of the show. But uh hate to, to, to move you here. But it's down to a rematch uh, between Barry Gray Jr. and Alfred Parsar Jr. It feels, it, feels kind of, uh, it feels kind of fitting at this point. But uh, let's move on into our final round rules. It's a winner-take-off. All. The winner gets 10,000 points. It's really the great equalizer of this contest. The loser comes home empty-handed in second place. So, a really fun debate here. So, the Defensive Player of the Year uh, race has really heated up already two weeks into the season with uh, Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys with an impressive showing uh, thus far. Micah has uh, three sacks on the season. Uh, he's got, uh, let me got it here, uh, six solo tackles, a forced fumble on his resume. And T.J. Watt has played outstanding as well. He had a sack or three sacks against the San Francisco 49ers. Had a touchdown uh, on, a, on a forced fumble from uh, Alex Highsmith last night. So, uh, first of all, for either of you, say a word. Uh, go Steelers! First win as a Steelers fan. Very excited. Wave the terrible towel. Let's go Steelers. Okay, I know our offense sucks, but our defense is amazing. Uh, I'll start with you, Barry. Who is, in your view, the best defensive player in the NFL between uh, T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons? I mean, if you're going to go ahead and look at the stats, obviously T.J. Watt has a, a, a sack uh, more than Micah Parsons does, a, another forced fumble extra, right? But just seeing them, the eye test, it's Micah. Micah is all over the field. He is, he is a guy that is literally imposing his will defensively on the opposing offensive lines and quarterbacks. It is it is amazing to see how they move him around, how they 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 put him in different spots, and the explosion that he has coming off of the off of the line. It's 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 so impressive to watch him, man. I, I think 
you're starting to see him get it in regards to the defensive awareness and the the aggressiveness and the the consistency that you're looking for. Now, look, we've seen him, you know, kind of wane in the in the second half of seasons. That's what I want to see from him. Obviously, T.J. Watt has been a consistent guy as well. He's had some injury concerns over the last few seasons in regards to his health and the Steelers. But whenever he's healthy, he's a he's a beast. But if you're going to give it to somebody, somebody has to be declared the best dominant player right now. It's Micah Parsons. It's definitely Micah Parsons. Yeah, you make a fair case. And, and the one thing that always just anytime I watch the Cowboys play, and, and, and let's, let's see at the end of the day, I might be a Steelers fan, uh, but I'm obviously, a, I love Micah Parsons. There's no wrong answers here. It's just who obviously gives the better right. take. But, you know, anytime I watch uh, the Cowboys defense, and, and really for everybody in Dallas, but Mike in particular, it's the speed that just just jumps off the TV at you. It's incredible to watch. So, uh, listen, he's a generational talent, and frankly, Dallas kind of, even though he's drafted, I think it was at 12th overall by the Cowboys. It feels, it feels like they out. kind of stole him. They, yeah, they, they lucked out. out. He was a top five projected prospect. He didn't play in 2020, so the Cowboys definitely stole him there. Uh, to Alfred, uh, in your eyes, who's the best uh, defensive player in the NFL, TJ or Micah? Micah Parsons is a great player. However, I'm going TJ Watt. We've seen two weeks of the NFL, right? The difference between TJ Watt and Micah Parsons, TJ Watt played the San Francisco 49ers a, a really great offense in that first week. You're talking about, yes, Michael Parsons is great, but great players will always dominate against mediocrity. He's playing a Daniel Jones-led uh, uh, New York Giants team. Anybody who plays Zach Wilson can destroy him on defense. A toddler can can probably get, a, get an interception off of Zach Wilson. We're talking about T.J. Watt, who not only had a dominating performance last night against a Cleveland Browns team well. Say what you want about Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb going out uh, early in the game. But in that same game, he became the all-time Steelers sack leader. Do you know how hard that is? How many great defensive players through the history uh, of the Steelers organization? He, he's got one over Joey Porter. He's got over James Harrison, Cameron Hayward. Those guys, had, it took them over 100 games to accomplish that. He does it in 89, and he's played against he, so far in, in this season. He's, he's played against better offenses than Michael Parsons has. Michael Parsons is great. Not taking anything away from him. You want to say he's the best defensive player in the NFC? I'll go ahead and give that to him. But again, but TJ Watt has had a higher level of opposition and he's making history at the same time. And he's on pace to have a monster season this season. Michael Parsons, let's see if he'll replicate this when when the uh when the Cowboys play play the Eagles or when the Cowboys play the 49ers. Will he replicate that against two better offenses? I don't know. I'm not saying he can't, but I uh, for this argument of who's the better player, I have to go off of what I've seen so far, and the two levels of competition just don't equate to each other. Okay, listen, that's a fair case you make. You mentioned, obviously, TJ breaking uh, James Harrison's all-time Steelers sack record. He actually, fun fact, did it in half the games, which is mind-boggling what he's been able 89. to do as, as a... Yeah, yeah. 89, and, and, and what's... Here's my point, though, Bryson. What does okay. that have to do with what the conversation is about? All right? That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm, okay. He, he, he did it this season, sir. He That's all I'm saying. Night. It's early. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, and it's early, and and and, and the guy you're don't try to before, don't try to get brownie points. No, no, the don't guy try to get brownie points. Has done it against two or one <laughs> mediocre offense and one lower than mediocre offense. Don't try to get brownie points. Yeah, I see. What okay, you're okay, you, everybody, you everybody, 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 break it up, break it up, break it up. Okay, listen, y'all made y'all said your piece, y'all made your cases. Uh, I've seen like a ton of. Listen, I mean, let me hit a, a couple comments here. So sincere Brown says, "What about Nick Bosa?" That's an absolutely fair case. Nick Bosa is you know potentially going to have a another monster season. Uh, but listen, y- y'all, uh, Clint. Uh, Clint Anderson says TJ is a force to be reckoned with and is super impressive. However, Micah and his ability to be a chameleon lining up on so many positions adds to his ability to affect the game uh, from any position. You move him around, absolutely. He's, he's incredibly versatile. Sincere Brown says the Cowboys at the Cardinals next week, another mediocre opponent. Uh, so, yeah, it's absolutely. Again, Dallas, to their crest, taking advantage of uh, of their schedule thus far. Uh, both of y'all made very compelling cases. Again, I don't think there is a wrong answer in this situation. Um, but when it's all said and done, the champion uh, of the 8 o'clock spot, as I go ahead and dial up the victory music, because for some odd reason it takes way too long to load, but it is what it is. The champion this week for Episode 7 of the 8 o'clock spot is... Alfred Parsar Jr. gets the W this week. Two-time champion now, Alfred Parsar Jr. Al, how you doing, my man? How, how, how's, how's it feel to be a two-time champ on the 8 o'clock spot? I have a prepared statement. Oh, you got to be like kidding that. me. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. We're This two straight weeks, we can't be doing this all the time, okay? This, we're done after this, Alfred, okay? We're done. <clears throat> I, Alfred Gerald Parsar Jr., am undefeated 2-0 when I oppose Barrington Grant Jr. in the finals of the 8 o'clock spot. I run Barrington. The end. Well, first of all, I want to give you credit because uh, not only was that brief and not near as long and as, as uh, you know, listen, eloquently written as it was last week, uh, but the fact of the matter is you didn't make me read it, so props to you, Alan. I almost thought about, you know, maybe giving you a little bonus 50, but you don't want to be too 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 crazy here. But uh, Alfred is a champion at the 8 o'clock spot. Uh, Clint Anderson says, uh, great job, Alfred. Uh, and listen, listen, a- Alfred Alfred had a wire-to-wire win. He led throughout, so props to him. Uh, great takes the all most, the way around. The most dominating win in 8 o'clock spot history. <laughs> I never trailed. Kind of, yeah. I mean, listen, this is close. I'm going to lie. This was probably our most entertaining, even though, again, you did kind of lead the wire-to-wire. We'll bring, uh, bring AJ back in the mix. AJ, your reaction to uh, to Alfred winning the championship here? You're, you're muted. You're muted, my man. Let's see. There, we go. there, there we he is. goes. Alfred made some great points. You know, obviously I signed with Barry Grant Jr. Uh, on Micah, but but hey, uh, you know the man made some some good points. I can't argue yes, with did. him. And congr- yes, congratulations. congratulations, solid points. Solid Absolutely. Let's look at uh, before we get out of here. Let's look at our updated leaderboard uh, as soon as it loads here. Uh, here we go. Okay, our updated leaderboard. So Barry's still a, a pretty comfortable lead, although not quite as comfortable as he was uh, in the past, at a, a little over thirty nine thousand. Alfred Parsar Jr. jumps up a couple spots. He's now in our second place spot with over twenty three thousand, followed by Devin Nettles, Dalton Brown, Mike Guido. There you are, AJ, uh, a spot above your man uh, Adam uh, at twelve hundred points. Adam obviously has eight fifty, and John Rivera with seven hundred. So props to everybody who participated again everybody be sure to 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 subscribe obviously to the grid network follow all, all of our social media uh, uh platforms and whatnot because it is the one year anniversary of the grid network it is grid appreciation week uh definitely gonna you know celebrate throughout uh the, the, this week the one year anniversary of this incredible network uh obviously barry you co-founded with mike guido and 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 you know everybody here has, has done a spectacular job uh do you, do you want to say something i do want to say something i i think that you know 
the show is continuing to grow. I think it's a great um, addition to the grid network. Uh, you know, the fact that we can get um, multiple people that are a part of the grid to be a part of it, man. And, you know, just the, just seeing AJ here is great. You know, Alfred being on here consistently, you know, it, it's it's just a good show, man. I think people are, people like it. I've, I've gotten a lot of, you know, positive reviews from the show so we're just going to keep growing going to keep building going to keep having fun but i also wanted to put this out there as well to all my content creators out there that have goals and aspirations of being bigger right not having a journalistic background or you're not an athlete but you know sports don't listen to the people that's actually having the podium right now saying that you can't stay up there and can't compete with them. Everybody has a spot. Just because somebody has a platform right now and doesn't respect guys who are not journalists and athletes doesn't mean that you don't have a voice. You feel what I'm saying? So that's sure. that's the message that I wanted to put out there because what, what I'm hearing in the media right now is bullshit and I don't like it. And everybody who wants to be a content creator who's on YouTube right now busting their ass, it doesn't matter if you didn't go to journalistic school or you're an athlete. Keep doing your thing and keep grounding. Facts. Listen, it's 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 what, what that's the beauty of it is the fact that and obviously here at the Grid Network, I echo everything you say. Uh, it's been an incredible community. It's been an unbelievable uh, one year. We've added some new faces uh, to this network over the past year. So you know, very exciting to see where we continue to progress. And you know, who knows how much bigger this network will be come twenty twenty four. So very very excited. Props to you, Barry. To you, Mike uh, Guido. Mike frozen Guido, of course. So we have to reference him as uh, as with his one appearance, the eight o'clock spot. We're gonna have to get him on at some point once again. He'll, but, he'll be back uh, after his wedding. He, he promised. Absolutely, me. absolutely. He'll be back after this wedding so uh shout out to mike guido shout out to you barry grant jr shout out to you alfred parsar jr and shout out to you alex johnson uh very excited to to do this show every single week and uh hope everybody will tune into the eight o'clock spot next week at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific time right here on the grid network's youtube channel and twitter account uh definitely a fun show throughout and uh again grid one more time grid appreciation week tune into the grid network all throughout this week and uh we'll continue to build and grow this network but uh hope everybody's a great week we'll see y'all next Tuesday. A lot of football, a lot of everything going on in the world of sports. It just gets better and better. So until next Tuesday, I'm Bryson Carver signing off. God bless y'all. Peace out. Run the Army's race in person at the Pentagon. Army 10-Miler General Registration is now open. Go to Army10Miler.com to register today. General Registration presented by General Dynamics. Register today at Army10Miler.com.